Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And folks, we have a special episode for you today. I have a guest in studio, as always, but the difference today is that we are getting a video capture of our podcast, and that's going to include all of the stuff that happens that you don't always get to hear on the audio version, uh, because we'll keep that camera rolling right through our break and... Uh, we are also creating from this episode a product. I guess we could call it a product. I don't know. What do you think, Nate? It's, yeah, for I, sure. It's as good a word as any. It, th- there will be extra episodes that go with this one. We're taking on the topic of anxiety. And for those of you who would like to learn more about that, we're going to provide some phenomenal tools for you. Listen through the halftime break, and we'll give you some instructions on how to access that extra content. But let's get back to what we're doing here today. This is Nate Turley, and I want to make an introduction to him by saying that I I got to know you, Nate, about two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half, three years ago. Two and a half, three years ago, when you came to visit me about anxiety, and we worked on that to give you some some skills and some tools to overcome some of the challenges that were facing you. And I'm going to let you tell some of that story because I think, well, it's your story and you should tell it. Uh, but Nate, you um, have, have taken an interest also in assisting others. And so you've been studying... Right. Psychology. I didn't scare you away from it? No. <laughs> Fortunately for me. So, Nate, I've given a brief introduction. Tell us about you, where you're coming from, why it's important for you to take take this topic on today with me. Well, um, I am from here. I'm from Utah, originally from mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And it was about the time that I met you that my anxiety started getting really bad. Whoa, whoa. hang on. No, well, right before. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Obviously, I, I, it diminished. Trying to help <laughs> you with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, during high school, my anxiety started getting really bad, um, and I think it was after my senior year I started coming um, and getting help from you, mm-hmm. and I learned some awesome techniques that really helped me. And we'll talk about that a little later, I'm sure, about yeah. the techniques and stuff. Yeah, we'll break those down. Especially in those extra episodes. We'll get to some of those today, too. Okay. Can I, can I just jump in yeah. on something? Okay, so prior to your coming to visit with me, this anxiety started to pile up Ugh, in yeah. your life. Okay, and, and I want to have a conversation with you about what that felt like. But for our listeners, I wanted to point something else out. Because you created, it was back in 2008, you created a video... Do you remember? Right. The one that I'm talking about? Yeah. Will you just tell us about what that is and what you do 
as kind of a hobby or a side yeah. thing in your life. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are getting the video feed, we'll actually include uh, a clip from this video so that people can see what it's, what it's all about. But tell them what, what that is. Well, I do what some people call free running. Other people call it parkour. Okay. Um, which is basically acrobats and gymnastics outside, like on the street. It's like street stunts type of thing. It's, yeah, it's like urban craziness. Right. So I incorporate um, flips and different like vaults and stuff outside, just anywhere. And so that's what I do for fun. It's funny because you think that would cause anxiety. but Well, so Nate, you showed me this video, and I'm looking at this image of of a young guy that's crouched up on like this smokestack or something on top of a building. And I'm like, that's Nate? Dude, where, where's your anxiety when you're jumping off of buildings and flipping over things? And I think that's interesting, though, because the, like you said, this is something that you would think might cause anxiety, but you don't feel anxiety when you're doing that. No, I feel the opposite, actually. You feel empowered. You feel like you're in yeah, your really in your element. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this will debunk some of the myths about anxiety. If, describe what the anxiety was like for you. What it felt like. What what kind of an experience you had? Oh, with it's it's horrible. Um, it's hard to control. Anxiety is just kind of like a. It's like a swelling up in the chest. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Um. It's almost like a. It feels like my body's reacting to a life or death situation, and instances yes. in that like. It's really not that big of a deal at all, but my body, my mind, whatever you want to call it, reacts like it's something crazy that like I'm gonna die or something. So anxiety could get to that point. It got to that point for me. So. Mm-hmm. And then when it piles up, talk about that effect. What you've noticed. Well, when it piles up, it fe- it feeds off. Anxiety feeds on itself. If you mm-hmm. if you continue to give into it, and you become scared of everything, and um, it just keeps on piling up. And then what happens is everything will become um, a factor of why you are anxious. Everything will cause anxiety if you just keep letting it build up. It's like you you're afraid of your own shadow at some point. Yeah, and that's. There's reasons why that happens. I remember when you first came to talk to me, we we spent some time talking about how your brain works. Mm-hmm. So, in and in your brain, we've got some graphics on the on the video version of this. But if you can just picture different parts of your brain do different things, right? Okay. So, uh, well, here's a part that surprises a lot of people. Do you know which part of your brain controls vision, eyesight? Occipital lobe in the back? Yeah, well, you're a psychology student, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the occipital <laughs> lobe in the back. And it's clear at the back of your head. And this surprises a lot of people because it's the farthest part away from your eyes <clears throat> as any other part of your brain. But that's where all of the visual input goes. You've got this little strip right up here on top that controls motor function. So when you're out there doing your free running, this part of your brain, it's about the size of your thumb. And you got one on the right side and one on the left side of your brain. The right side controls the left side of your body and vice versa. I don't know why the brain's wired this way, but this is what we've been able to determine as we've studied the brain and how it's set up. And that, that little thumb-sized part of your brain controls all of, the, all of the muscle movements and coordinates all of those things for you. 
And then this part right behind your forehead is the part that controls what we usually refer to as thinking. So your logic, problem solving, uh, rational thought, all of that stuff happens up there. And these different parts do different things. Well, there's this other part of your brain, and it's right down there by the brain stem. It's in a primitive area of your brain. It's called the limbic system. And the limbic system is a family of structures that collectively takes care of some survival things for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. So do you remember what you said about how it feels? Yeah. It feels like you're literally in danger, that your life, your very existence is, is in danger. Well, when your limbic system senses a threat, what does it do? Do you remember? Um, it goes into fight or flight. Yes. Fight or flight. Now, most people are going to recognize what this feels like. So, so, Nate, describe the fight or flight response. What happens to your heart? Well, your heart be accelerates. Accelerates, starts pounding in your chest. Uh-huh. Okay, how about your breathing? Breathing, it feels like it gets harder, so you have to breathe deeper and faster. Kind of shallow. Yeah, okay. You get this woozy feeling sometimes, okay? Right. Or a surge of energy. And that's because the limbic system triggers a chemical response. Different glands in your body are just sitting there storing up chemicals. And when the signal comes from the limbic system, it automatically just squirt. You know, just shoots it right into your bloodstream. And so there's a chemical response that causes your heart rate to speed up and your breathing to get shallow and fast and for you to feel kind of sick or a, or a power up. That's the fight or flight response. Right. And why does your brain do that? What have you learned about that? Why does my brain go into a fight or flight response? Yeah, why would it do that to you? <laughs> um, because... My natural reaction is that I don't want I don't want something negative to happen to me. So exactly what happens is, at least in my case, um, most of the time the natural reaction for someone who has anxiety is to run away, and then after that the fear goes mm-hmm. away, and you're like, all right, it's all good. I which, should just run away now. <laughs> which actually makes it worse, yeah, yeah, because that reinforces the idea in your mind. That running away, avoiding this thing that caused the anxiety in the first place is the right response because, well, look at how relieved I am Uh when I do that. And it actually reinforces that avoidant behavior and increases the anxiety. It actually drives it up. So if you can picture yourself, let's say we're out walking, enjoying all this nice spring weather we're having, and, and suddenly from behind a tree comes a big angry bear. Okay, this doesn't happen in the city much, but if we're up in the mountains, maybe. Right. <laughs> okay, and this bear just wants to rip your face off or eat it for lunch. Can you see that your body would go through that fight or flight response? Mm-hmm. And you were right about why your brain does this. Your brain loves you. Okay, this is good news, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> your brain loves you, doesn't want you to be bear chow. So it kicks you into this fight or flight response so that your body is prepared to do one of those two things. To either put up your dukes or get on your running shoes. You've got to either fight or get out of there so that you don't become bear chow. That's good news, don't you think? It's great news. But there's a problem. <laughs> because when this becomes general or when it happens in places that 
where you're not really in danger. See, the limbic system is in a primitive part of your brain and it doesn't do any thinking. So it can't discern the difference between a threat that is real and one that is perceived. So what does that mean about how you're reacting to things? Um, that, well, that's exactly how it feels. Is, is it, your, That makes sense to me now. Your limbic system can't tell if it's real or perceived. So when a fear comes, it mm-hmm. can be totally irrational. But your reaction is fight or flight irrational meaning meaning that um to well how can i say this see i'm getting back to the threat thing it doesn't have to be a real threat right because to your limbic system it's all the same thing yeah it could be normal things in life Mm -hmm. that people um go through every day getting going through jobs trying to find a job um Mm -hmm fitness, anything, trying to achieve a goal. Everyone mm-hmm. goes through these daily things, but with anxiety, it, it becomes a, a, like a life or death situation. It's you like really that bear is closing in on you and you are toast. Yeah, It's that sense of panic that you get. Okay, and I don't know if you remember this, Nate, because it was a couple of years ago that we went over this. Right. There's another thing that happens... When your limbic system kicks into that fight-or-flight mode and, and actually triggers your body to have that response through those chemicals, there's actually a decrease of blood flow to the frontal cortex. Now, what does the frontal cortex do? The frontal cortex um, controls like logical thinking. And... Yeah. Problem. Yeah. Think about it. How many of the problems in your life are... Are like a bear. I mean, literally. It's just going to eat you up. <laughs> yeah. Not many, I mean. Really not many. How many of them are going to require thinking instead of fighting or running away to solve? Most all of them. You see how that is so much more common? So we have a little problem because anxiety actually shuts down the thinker. Yeah. This is... This is why it's such a vexing problem. Because then the things that you're doing, the fighting, the flighting, the the running away, the avoiding, the things that you're afraid of, actually increases the problem. And pretty soon, it becomes overwhelming. It can literally shut people down. I don't know if you even have any idea what that means. Of course you do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And I want you to start sharing some some of your story, because I'm talking too much. Okay, <laughs> you've got this amazing, rich experience. We've got about a minute left before the break. Give us a little introduction to to your story. This started with you toward the end of high school, right? And you were noticing that you were starting to feel panicky and afraid and yeah. worried, worried. Worried. That's another part of it. Yeah, I started getting worried um, after high school. I, as soon as I started realizing, like, wow, I'm going into the real world, I have to get a job, get an education. Um, and then I served a two-year mission for the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is, I was just a service missionary for two years um, for the church in Brazil. So the anxiety okay. continued through that. Okay, so this is not insignificant. You had an event in your life 
that triggered even more of this anxiety coming up. Uh, you mentioned your mission. You're going away out of the country, away from your home, for a couple of years. Just consider for a minute, as you guys are listening to this, just consider what kind of a message that's sending to the limbic system. Yeah. Okay? We'll pick that right up when we come back. All right. I'll be cool. I'll always have a gig. I'll be big. I'll have parties with friends and places to go. The number one barrier to success and happiness is fear. Anxiety paralyzes and keeps you from taking the steps that lead to success, achievement, happiness, or better relationships. All forms of anxiety have two primary components, a brain component and a mind component. Your brain is an organ in your body. Your mind does the thinking. The answer to your anxiety is understanding what the brain is doing and steering your mind in a different direction. Understanding and applying a few basic principles in both of these areas makes an immediate and lasting difference in my clients breaking free from anxiety and moving forward with power in their lives. Before I started learning the correct principles to overcome anxiety with Dr. Paul, I wasn't progressing in many areas of my life and it inhibited my thinking. But after I started applying these principles in my life, um, I felt more free I could progress in those different areas, and I just felt all around better. The best thing about the help that we got from Dr. Paul was that it was not just a band-aid to fix my son's anxiety problems, but he empowered my son to be able to help himself whenever the problems arise again. Now is the time to overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. Your tools to do this are now available in a four-part video course that you can do in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get immediate access to this powerful program at MyAnxietyAnswer.com. The first episode is free. Visit MyAnxietyAnswer.com today. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events, all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair Hello, welcome back. We've had some good conversation during the break. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have to remember, okay, what were we going to cover? <laughs> I, know. I think we left it off right when you were, you were getting ready to go serve this two-year mission for your church out of the country. Was that the first time that you'd left your home? Um, I mean, for a significant first, period yeah, of time. it was. Okay, and going to a different culture? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even speak English in Brazil. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, when you think about that, is there any surprise that your limbic system was freaking out a little bit? Um, no, there's not. It, it created this big threat, okay? And the threat was tied to a question. Can I give you that as a primer and you, you run with it from there? What's the question? It, that universal question well, that if? causes anxiety. What if? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, it's the killer. It's... Um, it can, it, it is the cause of anxiety. Like you said, it could, it could, it could ruin people. Like, um, everyone has those normal questions. What if, but mm-hmm. what anxiety does is it feeds off that question. What if mm-hmm. you, the, what if comes up? Oh, what if this person doesn't like, what if I, um, do this? What if I fail at this? Mm-hmm. Which is me is the biggest thing. Like, what if someone doesn't like me? What if I fail at this? Cause I'm, a, I, right. I had really, I was really perfectionist. And so mm. I, I didn't answer the questions. I didn't answer the what is. I didn't try to figure it out. I just freaked out and was like, oh, no, what if that Well, happens? that's not completely true, Nate. You did answer the what Right, else. right, after some But time. here's the thing. You didn't realize you were answering it. See, the, the mind is set up with, if you, if you think of it as having two, two parts, so you got a top part and a bottom part, Okay, and the, the top is your conscious. And it's not literally set up this way, but it's, it's a useful model. The conscious mind you're aware of. So you can describe to me everything that's going on in your conscious mind, what you're thinking. Uh, you know, you're aware of it. That's right. the key. I remember now. Now, down here on the bottom part, subconscious. Now, sub means below, like subway, submarine, subcontractor. Conscious means awareness. So subconscious is below your awareness. You're not aware of what's going on down here. Okay? And the subconscious is where that what if question originates. It loves to ask that question. What if, what if, what if? Mm -hmm. And then, and remember this is the kicker. Your subconscious can't ask that question without also answering it. And what's the answer? What does your subconscious tell you that's a lie? Well, if my subconscious was answering it the whole time that I wasn't uh-huh. making a conscious effort to answer it, it was for sure answering, you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. You know what? There was a book written, and I want to put this out there to all you listeners. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by <laughs> Dr. Awesome. Susan Jeffers. You love the title. Yeah, even. I love the title. <laughs> and I would love to get Dr. Jeffers on my show. If anybody knows her, give me Give me an introduction. Uh, she theorized in this book that there is a common belief at the root of every fear, everyone. And she meant that without exception. Okay? The common belief at the root of every fear is, I can't handle it. So this what if question, you can see why that triggers the limbic system. What if I fail? And Nate, your subconscious was answering that with... You couldn't handle it. You won't be able to handle it. Just, you can't handle that. And that looks like a threat to your limbic system, so it triggers the fight-or-flight response. We're off to the races. Panic, worry, anxiety. And when you leave it, when you leave it unanswered, or in other words, when you just let your subconscious answer all the time, mm-hmm. that's when it starts to build up. Is, exactly. 
It's and it it's a feeds. Mess. You said something earlier that made a lot of sense. It feeds on itself mm-hmm. because the more you believe that you can't handle something, the more threat is presented to your limbic system, and the more it's triggering all those chemical responses that we that manifest as anxiety. Right. So what happened? We met a few times over a period of a couple of months, I think, mm-hmm. as you were preparing for this mission. And what happened? During this process? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I started learning the techniques um, of how to, how to get over it. And I started applying them in my life. And it was really hard. Even, even today, like, it's hard like, to, to apply it into my life. Um, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but I started applying it and I started realizing, and it sounds weird to the the majority of people, I think, but don't take it so seriously. That's what I started telling myself. Just, <laughs> just calm down. It's just, don't take it so seriously. And take I take what so seriously life. <laughs> and your anxiety, right? And my anxiety just, do you remember how that used to be just a huge threat to you? It's like, mm-hmm. I feel anxious and I'm anxious about that. Yeah. That's I would get anxious about, what if I get anxious? Right. You were worrying about worrying. Yeah. This is a nasty thing as it gets into your head. You know, that's what we're talking about, that it piles up on you. So you learned some tools. Okay. You made some remarkable improvements. You're like a star student, Nate. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you were feeling some relief, too. Uh-huh. You took off for Brazil. And everything was smooth sailing. Right. It was it was great. At the beginning, the, all missionaries of of this church go through a training center mm-hmm. um, where they either learn language or they learn how to teach people and stuff. And uh, my, anxiety, I, my, my anxiety was really bad during the MTC, during that training period, during two months. Um, and then I got into the, we call it the field when I, go out to, when I went out to Brazil. When you actually went to Brazil. Right. Mm-hmm. MTC is Missionary Training Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got out to Brazil, and that's when the effects really started kicking in. Because of the anxiety, mm-hmm. it was just building up and building up. Um, I started getting depressed, and I didn't want to be there anymore. Right. So It probably clobbered you harder there yeah, than it really had did. ever before. Isn't that true? Uh-huh. Because I remember getting a fairly frantic call from your parents. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Nate is self-destructing. <laughs> Basically. That was funny. Right? Now that I look well, back on it. Well, <laughs> looking back on it, because what was happening to you? Um, I, was le- I was letting... Th- it was out of control. Everything just became so, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, if I don't complete this mission, if I don't um, succeed at whatever, if I don't follow all these rules, then I'm just a failure. What if, what if, mm-hmm. what if, again, those what mess. if questions were just piling up on yeah. you. And the answer that your subconscious mind was coming up with is you can, you know, you, for sure you can't handle it. I was so convinced that. I couldn't handle it. Right. Right. And then you and I got reconnected on Skype. I love technology. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Technology, because there you are floundering in Brazil and I'm thinking, whoa, hang on. Nate knows this stuff. 
if he gets a little bit of a reminder, I bet he's just going to get right back in the saddle and be just fine. Right. And so we got connected on Skype. We reviewed a few things, and it was so funny. Funny looking back on it. I mean, it was serious at the time. Right. right. But as I look back on those sessions, Nate, I remember that you were, you were remembering stuff. I'd say something, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you'd latch onto it, and you'd see how to apply it in a different context. The principles never changed. Mm-hmm. Principles are natural laws. Right. They don't change, but the context changes. And so you have to figure out, okay, how do I apply this principle in this context? And that's why anxiety will always continue for people who have, unless they learn how to handle it, mm-hmm. is they'll, it'll always continue throughout their whole life. Um, because the context is always changing and your, your limbic system or your subconscious will always give you an excuse to be anxious because the context is always changing. And I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. I went, the the context, everything changed. I was like, Oh yeah, I I got everything. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I know the techniques. I know the Mm -hmm. principles and the context changed and I just blanked. But luckily because of those Skype sessions, they came back to my memory and well, and it's the principles and the tools that we talk about in the other parts of this program that assisted you to get back on top of things so that you could successfully complete this mission. And probably you'll never have another problem ever again. <laughs> now, hopefully you're catching on to when I'm yeah. goading you a little bit, uh-huh. right? Because it reboots every time you change the context. Oh, yeah. Now, is that bad news? No, it's it's just it's what awesome. it is. It's, it's, it's life. It's another opportunity to grow. And you've had an opportunity to continue to learn and apply those principles in a way that allows you to be successful in life. But you know what? I think, and it, and it's so cool to me that you're looking at this and you're seeing. Wait a minute, there are a lot of people out there who are having similar experiences, and I've seen you really just catch on fire, especially since you returned from that mission. Mm-hmm. And you've been home now for a couple of months, yeah. a couple of months, and you're, you're launching into st- a study of psychology and looking at how you can assist others to overcome uh, a, th- a thing that has kept you trapped for different periods of your life. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's... It's awesome because every time I help someone mm-hmm. with what I know, I mean, it's, a, it's an ancient principle that's e- eternal. That'll always be true that teaching, when you teach someone, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I t- share the, that with people, I learn a lot. Yes, just yesterday I was helping my little brother. He, mm-hmm. he's, he was worried about his soccer coaches. He's going back in soccer season. He's he thinks he's not in shape, so he's like, "What if I just like embarrass myself?" And mm-hmm. and so just yesterday, I was like, I went through the motions of There's this. Like, that Could what you if it? question? <laughs> I recognize that. Yep. So it's awesome to help people out like that. Yeah. Okay. Just to summarize a few of the things that we've covered here today, and and you and I will have some additional conversations for like like I mentioned at the beginning. This is a special episode of Live on Purpose Radio, where we are for the first time. We're taking on a topic that has a lot of universal appeal because anxiety shows up for so many people in so many ways and it creates depression. We didn't even talk much about that, but you mentioned it, I think, Mm -hmm. that this anxiety gets to a point where you just feel so hopeless and so overwhelmed that you don't even see any light. 
And the depression kicks in. Uh, well, I'm glad the lights came back on <laughs> Yeah, for me you, too. Nate. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. But because of that, we've decided that we're, we're going to do several more episodes where we just we drive down on those core principles and tools. And that's not for everybody, but those of you who are listening, remember uh, in the halftime segment where we told you how to access that material. And please go get it or share it with people who, who you know would, would benefit from that kind of content. Uh, you and I get to have more conversations. But for this episode, Nate, we've, dry, we've hit a couple of important things. First of all, realizing that anxiety is triggered through a natural response that your mind and your body has to threat. That threat is often caused by a subconscious what-if question. And that's going to give you some clues about a few of the tools you can use. We'll, we'll get very specific about that in our next episode. Nate, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure that we're hitting anything else that you want to say before we sign off for today. Um, yeah. The, the tools that, that we'll be talking about in the other episodes... Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who is who might be listening, struggling with this, there are so many people that struggle with anxiety. I met so mm-hmm. many people um, after I it started becoming a problem with me that you. When I tell people that I had really bad problems with anxiety, they're like, "What? You're like outgoing and fun, especially um, if they've seen that parkour video." Yeah, and so it, it's it's hard when it, when you let it get out of control. It's hard, but I highly re- recommend getting these tapes and. Um, putting them into practice in your well, life. Well, the resources are there. Right. And, and it's fairly simple, but it's not easy. Okay, do you realize there's a difference between simple and easy? Yeah. The principles are simple, but the tools will help you to apply those in a way, and you've experienced that, Nate. Right. I, I so much appreciate you coming on Live on Purpose Radio with me because I know that because of your courage... To just share this, I mean, were you kind of embarrassed about it for a while? Um, yeah, well, like when I was on my mission, I was embarrassed to tell people like, mm-hmm. but now I'm, it's awesome to, to go through these things, these trials and to overcome them. It's just a package. Yeah. And everybody's got one. Yep. Right? Everyone's got Whatever one. your package is, and if it includes anxiety and worry, I, I think what you stand for here, Nate, and what, what it symbolizes for me is that there's hope. You don't have to stay trapped or completely consumed by this anxiety yeah. and worry and panic. It's actually one of the easiest things for a psychologist to address. It's not so easy for the client, uh-huh. <laughs> okay? because you have to actually face your fears. We'll get we, into that. I think we just have to remember, too, that although I have anxiety in my package, although people have different things in their package mm-hmm. they don't like, Mm-hmm. There's so many good things. We have to recognize those good things oh, in our packages. Yes. That's a good thing to, to wrap up with today because there's so much great stuff going on in your life. We can get that anxiety out of the way. Yeah. That's good news. Mate, thank you for joining me at Live on Purpose Thanks Radio. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Everybody go out there and live on purpose. <laughs>